welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about the cycle of emotional eating. So I didn't realize till recently that the topic of emotional eating was kind of controversial. Um, I have learned that there's a whole camp of people, non-professional and professional alike, that says emotional eating is just fine and dandy, that it's an actual coping mechanism. Um, I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that I wholeheartedly disagree with this concept of emotional eating being good for us. Um, I personally think it falls under the category of using food for things that it's not intended to be used for. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not okay to go out to eat to celebrate someone's birthday or to celebrate an accomplishment, something like that. It's not the same thing. Um, Being in a pattern of destructive emotional eating that keeps you from filling your real needs, that keeps us dependent on using food for self-soothing, and it can potentially steal our peace of mind and harm us physically, and that is a problem. So in the world of ED, many of us receive emotions as hunger signals. Um, I mean, think about the times where you have felt stressed you know, you're, or anxious about something or even like super excited and celebratory. What is your response a lot? For me, it, it, my response to those kinds of emotions was always, let's eat. Um, so it's likely that we receive these, you know, our emotions as hunger signals because, you know, we have this lifelong pattern of responding to emotional events and situations with food. Um So first, let's go over the difference between true hunger and emotional hunger. True hunger is a psychological, or I mean, sorry, a physiological, physical need for food. It's a need for fuel so that our brain and our body can function adequately. So that we have enough, um, you know, nutrition to function every day doing all of the things that we need to do. The least of which is like... I'm not talking about like the stuff that we plan to do, but like our body, the human body needs an adequate amount of nutrition every day for all of our systems to run optimally. Um, Emotional hunger is a psychological desire for food with the assumption that it's going to make us feel better somehow. So a lot of us feel emotional hunger when we are in a danger zone. So those of you that are familiar with my food freedom program have heard me talk about the danger zone before. So danger zones are those times and situations in our life that we have made eating decisions that we end up regretting or feeling bad about. So danger zones, um, you know, we've previously talked a little bit about the voice of sabotage. Danger zones can be people, places, events, emotions, smells, And we hear from that voice of sabotage when we are in a danger zone. Um, Some examples of danger zones are uh, vacation, um, our birthday, or anyone's birthday, really, because Ed does not discriminate, Um, food spread out at the office, uh, going to the movie theater, 
the smell of French bread in the grocery store or any food smells anywhere can, are a danger zone. Um, food commercials or advertisements where we're like visually um, enticed or tempted, you know, by food pictures, things like that. Um, watching TV, uh, an argument with a spouse or a relative or a friend. And, and there's so many, so many danger zones, you know, a lot more, but you get the gist. They are those situations that we find ourselves in that suddenly we have a strong desire to eat and to soothe or comfort, uh, reward or entertain ourselves by eating. So one of the goals of food sobriety is to stop eating in response to emotions. But sometimes that's a layer of food sobriety that's down the road. And, you know, that that we need to tackle that, you know, later. And initially, you know, for a lot of people, that first layer of food sobriety is just about, you know, putting the right things in our mouth, you know, eating foods that, that nourish us and fuel us, um, you know, putting the right things in our mouth, whether we have the right motivation to eat or not. So, you know, that first layer of food sobriety, maybe we are still um, emotionally eating, but at least we're not eating foods that are harmful at that point, right? Like, so we just, one one thing at a time. Um, and one way to start overcoming the battle of emotional eating is to work on learning the difference between actual true hunger and emotional hunger. So I usually recommend a simple test and it may or may not work for you or for everybody, but it has worked for me um, and dozens of my clients and I call it the egg test. So if you were to say to me, oh my gosh, Mary, I am so stinking hungry right now. And I respond by offering you a plain boiled egg. If your reaction is, oh my gosh, thank you so much, I'll take it. Then you are very likely really truly hungry. But if your response is, eh, I don't think so. I really want something crunchy or salty or sweet. Like you respond that way, then it is very likely emotional hunger because you're having a specific craving for something and that's usually tied to emotion. So real hunger can be resolved with any nutrient-dense food and emotional hunger can only be satisfied by certain types of food. And I use the word you know, satisfied very loosely because the actual reality is that emotional eating is never satisfying. Um, Ed, the, the voice of sabotage, has made many of us believe that it is actually helping uh, when we eat in response to emotion that, you know, it, that it's viewed as a, a real coping mechanism. And, you know, the, so that voice of sabotage has made us believe that it's actually helping us, but really... All it's offering in the moment is some temporary mouth pleasure. And of course, if we're in the midst of physical withdrawal of any kind, then we can feel a physical relief from eating. Um, I remember, I can remember many times where I was like white knuckling my way through withdrawals, you know, and, and really trying to like push through something and, uh, you know, using sheer willpower. And then I would finally give in. And when I would... And I would I would literally sigh a deep like breath of relief as I took a bite into whatever it was that I couldn't resist at that moment. But it's fleeting and it doesn't last. It doesn't really solve anything. It always makes us end up feeling worse. Um, <clears throat> so let's 
look at what the cycle of emotional eating looks like. Step one, we feel an uncomfortable emotion. Uh, Step two, we are craving relief from whatever stress, anguish, or uncomfortable feeling we are having. Step three, we choose to eat to soothe or numb ourselves so that we um, don't have to feel the full impact of whatever it is we are eating over. Step four is we feel temporary pseudo relief. Um, it's always a, a fake relief. It's, it's not real. Um, we're just conditioned to, you know, it, it's that, that's the addiction part of us. Like when we get the bite of whatever we're craving, it makes us feel, um, re, you know, temporarily relieved in the moment, but it's not real relief. Um, real relief comes with resolution. Step five, we generally feel <coughs> physical discomfort. Step six, after and then you know after we feel that physical discomfort from eating we then feel guilt shame or fear um, attached to the fact that you know we ate when we knew it really wouldn't solve anything and then a lot of times it's guilt over what we ate um, because we generally choose the hyper palatable sugary you know addictive foods when we're in that cycle and step seven is we repeat the cycle You know, so the voice of sabotage repeatedly convinces us that food's the answer, that food is the solution for, you know, just about everything. You know, any problem we have, let's eat. Like, it's just, that's kind of the pattern. Um, But we can simply look at our history and we can look at our patterns and we can see that food is not the answer. I mean, really, food only solves real and true hunger and it, and then it has to be the right the right food. Um so what do we what do we do to get out of that cycle of emotional eating? Well, for one, we have to stop believing that food is an actual coping mechanism. I think we have plenty of evidence in our personal history to show that it's done us a lot more harm than than good. Um we also have to start examining what our real needs are. When we're desiring to eat to soothe an emotion, we have to ask ourselves first, am I truly hungry? And then we could administer the egg test. Um, if you wouldn't eat a, a boiled egg and, and you're searching for something else, then you're probably not truly hungry. Next, what is it that I'm really wanting in this situation? And if I know that food isn't really going to resolve it, what might actually resolve it? Like we are needing to, you know, we have to look to fill our real needs. Food is not doing for us what we think it's doing for us. Um, So anyway, these suggestions are really good first steps in the process of overcoming the emotional eating cycle. But there's so much more to recovery, as many of you probably know. But that's a good place to start. You know, recognizing that you have danger zones and that in those danger zones, our voice of sabotage is going to speak to us and that our job is to find out what our real need is. And there's other steps, of course, but I'll save that for another podcast. So thank you for being here this week. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. Um, And I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode one and work your way through the episodes. 
Also, just a reminder um, that my food freedom program is now only available via the self-paced ebook program, and you can get that by going to ketocoachmary.com. And when you click on the link that is for self-paced, it'll redirect you to the site where you can actually purchase the program. Uh, so just as a reminder, not only do you get the 70 plus page ebook program, you'll also get um, my story, the ebook of my story called Getting My Mind Right. Um, you get a food list and a restaurant guide that will help you feel more confident in making food decisions in those potential danger zones. Thanks, everybody, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at KetoMary71, as well as my website, KetoCoachMary.com.